Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Do you expect to start week one? What'd you make of Brian Schottenheimer and Jacksonville's comments that it's too early to name a starting quarterback in Jacksonville? I'd love to know what Urban said to him, like, either before he went out there to talk to the media or after. The Rich Eisen Show. Stop BSing me, man. Earlier on the show, ESPN NBA insider Brian Windhorst. Yes Network Yankees broadcaster Michael Kay. Coming up, 14-year NFL veteran Greg Olson. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here on the longest day of the year. It's my brother's birthday. Happy birthday to hey, nice. Jeff Eisen. Yes, indeed. When we were kids, he would, uh, he would hold this over my head that um always two years older than me except for three days of the year because i my birthday's thursday and um so you would always hold that over me and it would piss me off <laughs> and I, I always think of those moments when my my two sons piss each other off and i'm like what the hell is your problem why does that bother you so much now i understand sometimes <laughs> um and you know uh it's exciting for me to be here today um, because it was a it was a, a big elimination weekend, as we know, with um, two game sevens. There was uh, potentially a third game seven that could have been set up, but the Clippers took care of business against the the Jazz, um, and so there was a lot of elimination in the air. But as you can see here today, uh, for those watching on NBC Sports on Peacock, you could see here today. And for our radio audience who might be tuning in um, with just your ears, obviously, um, I have defended my title as best dad ever. I'm back um, <laughs> with a successful Father's Day. And uh, I'll be discussing that later on in the show, just how successful it was. Greg Olson had a hell of a Father's Day. Um, his son, TJ, is alive. How about mm. that? Amazing. Needed a heart transplant, got one. And uh, we will be talking with Greg Olson in about 17 minutes' time about that, about fatherhood, about his tight end summit that's coming up later on this week um, in Nashville, Tennessee. We already talked about it with George Kittle. Greg Olson will be joining us. Talk about uh, the upcoming NFL season as we have hit the summer officially here on this summer solstice, longest day of the year. Chris Brockman, hey, um, our news update. Are you ready for that to kick off yeah, hour number three of this program? It. Let's go. Let's hit the news update, if you don't mind, please. And now, 
with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brockman. All right, Christopher, what do you got over there? What's All right, your, well, I needed one more goal out of North Macedonia. So that's, that is definitely not the top uh, yeah. story of the... Okay, so perhaps you've seen this making the rounds on Twitter right now. You know LeBron James has a show called The Shop okay. on HBO. Uh, where they bring in people from sports entertainment, all walks of life, and they have a conversation in the barbershop. This week, the teaser trailer hit, and the big name that is going to be on this week's episode is defending Super Bowl champion quarterback Tom Brady. Aha. Uh-huh. Perhaps you've heard of him. Yes. In the teaser clip that's about 20 seconds, Tom Brady has a quote talking about one of the teams that was in the running late in free agency that pulled out. And Tom Brady says, quote... With him, you're talking about. With him, with Last him. year. Last year, before he signed with Tampa. So he was talking to a few teams. One of the teams pulled out because they were going to keep the quarterback that they had. And Tom Brady's quote is, you're sticking with that mother bleeper? Who is the mother bleeper? Oh, I know. This is what's being discussed so right don't now. Know. We don't know. We don't know what the team is. In the clip, Tom Brady does not say. How do you know he's talking about the the the, the he, team that did not? He sets it he up? He says it. He sets it up saying, yeah, late in free agency, this team pulled out. And I thought to myself, you're sticking with that mother bleeper? Who is the mother bleeper? I'm that's not going to say it, but I That's think what's I being discussed on Twitter right now. <laughs> well, why basically, are you not going to say it? That's basically, a, people a, are saying it's either Jimmy G or Derek Carr. Who is the mother bleeper that Tom Brady is disrespecting on the shop? It's got to be, yeah, it's got to be a younger guy. Wow, Tom is not, that's that's not usually Tom's M.O. is, is to talk about others in that manner. It's got to be a younger. So it's definitely, mid. without a doubt, no question. No question. Tom Brady's late in free agency. This team pulled out, and I thought to myself, you're sticking with that mother bleeper? So they're staying with him. Meaning he was already there. So who do you from, think it is? Speak I, your mind. I, I, you think it's Garoppolo. Garoppolo. I think it's Garoppolo. Hundred percent. I think he has but, a little. But our, him and Tom are friends, right? Yeah, but I, eh. I don't know. It's not an older guy. But the whole point Meaning of it is, it's just like it, 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 like a vet vet. Is like it Aaron? Is it let's Drew just, Brees? Let's just put is it, it this Aaron way. Carr? Let's put it this way. Wow. If he if he says this in a manner where it appears for him that it would have been a viable option. We got to be careful because he eventually said he chose Tampa. So he wanted to be on the East coast. Right. Right. Which means he's that's maybe Fugazi and he chose them to, and said that to save what another West coast team from the embarrassment who he's now officially thrown under the bus. Yeah. Wow. When does the episode air? Uh, Friday, 9.30 Eastern on HBO. HBO Max. That is out of character. I just watched it. uh, What? I I just watched the clip just now. It's pretty interesting. Okay. But it's also one of his editing tricks, right? It's real quick. It's three seconds. It's it's a three-second clip, and he's talking about what you just said. Yeah. So but he definitely, without a doubt, him talking about last year's free agency, and he's outing a team that pulled out 
because they said they were sticking with their quarterback, who he refers to with an unmentionable that does not uh, bode well for his thoughts on the quarterback's uh, viability. This is what you exactly hear him say. One of the teams, and they weren't interested in the end. And then I was thinking... You're sticking with that. You're sticking with that. So that's all with you that get. mother. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a great editing tool to, you know, put that in there at the beginning of the clip. Not of course, but now everyone's it. talking about it today and they're trying to guess. NFL Twitter is trying to guess who is the MF or mm. that Tom is referring to. Is it Jimmy G? Is it Derek Carr? Is it someone it's, else? It's got to be like one of those younger. It's got to well, be. Well, that'll be uh, uh, some be. Uh, outstanding fodder for next Monday Oof. shows. Tune in one week from today. That's that's online. I just you know Brady without any F's left to give oh, he doesn't is extremely entertaining. From you know that, I, from the shop, from what he's trophy? been all over, what he's been all over Aaron Rodgers about oh, for this golf yeah. outing. I mean, the problem I will say is uh, for the other thirty-one teams in the NFL, guys, he know, is truly out of the you know what's left to give. give then I feel for the other 31 teams as long as Brady is physically able to play at the top of his game. He's coming in hot. Yeah, this could also be Tom, (laughs) because it got separated. Tom could have been like, and I haven't seen it obviously, but he could have been like, so I tried to get Mike Del Tufa to come play, and he said he didn't want to come play, and I'm thinking to myself, you're going to stick with that? You know, so there's a couple no, I don't ways. Think there's any, I don't think there's well, any. Uh, maybe, maybe. I'm maybe. Just, I haven't seen the clip. I'm but just, I, mean, I, don't, I know we like to try to get. Yeah. I'm just saying, just different editing. way to look at it. You won't know, obviously. Until, well, know. whoever it is is going to have some uh, some uh, explaining to do to their fan base. Oof. Oof. Yeah, Rich, and uh, speaking of Tom Brady, uh, Jason White has been on the show, said he let Tom Brady play to his 50. Tom Brady to quote in USA Today over the weekend, mm-hmm. 50, that's a long time even for me. It's a long time. I've always said 45 was the age I wanted to reach, and that was my goal. This year I'll be 44. Next year's 45. I got a two-year contract. Yeah. I'm going to be put, able to play, obviously, this year, and God forbid anything's happened, I'll play next year, and then we'll see what happens after that. He's done. I don't know about that. Two more. What if they win another Super Bowl? They win why, two why more. He's qu- done. If they, win, they win, if they win two more, how many? How many does that give him? Nine. Oh, he wants to. T- I mean, does he really need the ten? Do you really does need to answer seven? that question? Do you really <laughs> no, answer that question? But he still can play. Do you really need to answer that question? Yeah, Giselle's going to be like, "Come on, Tom. We got to like spend some time with the kids." <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. You bought a new boat. Let's take him out for a little cruise. I don't know. Uh, he's spending time with his kids right now. I know. He's on a vacation I know. literally with his family right now. So, I mean, he's there. And and plus, I, I would proffer to say this. I talk about the man's personal life and home life on, on live TV and radio. Um, you think his kids enjoy watching dad play football and going in the locker rooms and going to games? Do you think they Hell really yeah. do you think they like it? Do you think I mean, they like so going to school? They might not like won. it going to school and hearing, you know, if dad screws up. But guess who doesn't really screw up? Dad. <laughs> That's true. What else you got over there, Chris? Uh, a couple ba- uh, basketball things. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski saying the Clippers assistant, Chauncey Billup. Uh, Spurs assistant, Becky Hammond. Candidates who will get second interviews for the Trailblazers head coach. Okay, here we go. Week. Here we go. So that's heating up as well. Uh, we talked to Brian Windhorst about the Olympics. They're going to have a full-throated roster. Uh, Woj adding Bam Adebayo has committed as well. So Team USA is going to be locked But Durant is going to Japan. Durant's going. So is Devin Booker, yeah. And on the women's side, uh, Sue Bird and Diana Taurasi are going to play in their fifth Olympics. Let's go. For the women's squad. So that is awesome. That'll be great. 
Uh, baseball note real quick, uh, Rich. Top prospect in Major League Baseball in the Rays uh, system. Wander Franco, he is getting called up this Yeah, 20 week. years old. Tampa's lost six in a row, but this kid has been tearing up AAA, so it's exciting to uh, get to see him finally get up. Oh, Tawny homered again, didn't he? Tawny homered again. He's got 23 now. And Tatis is on the shelf. Brockman, how many Wander Franco rookies do you have right now? I have two PSA 10s. If you want them, hit me up on Instagram. Are you serious? <laughs> I do. <laughs> We ain't playing around. It's not a game. We ain't playing around. Are you serious? It's not a game, Rich. It's, it's not a game. Water Franco, first Bowman's DM me at Chris Brockman on Twitter if interested. <laughs> so Tatis left the game uh, over the weekend and did not play yesterday. So yeah, he did a, not play yesterday. Keep an eye on on that one. Yeah, right he there. Not, he did not play yesterday, but uh, people were running down the week Otani had. He, he he's just unbelievable. His shot like, on five Saturday home runs. Insane. He threw a six innings. Was five. Uh, he's just out of his world. He's the Big time betting favorite to win AL MVP. Right well, now. I mean, you know, I just hope the Angels make the playoffs. I would, me too. I would love to see him get a game one start and bat oh, fourth in a lineup. Gosh, could you imagine? And that would be the end of that. They were cheering yeah. MVP. And then Joe, Mad- Joe Madden would have to figure out some sort of double switch, keep him in the game. Keep him in the game. And he that's the end of that. Pitches goes back to the and outfield. then he DHs. Then he DHs the next three games and pitches a game five. I mean, could you imagine he does something like that? That'd be amazing. If he does like a one, you know, hey, hey, Joe, uh, are you gonna this? This is this is what I want to have. Hey, Joe, wh- when are you gonna, you know, wh- when are you gonna start your guy that is ordinarily also right in the middle of your lineup? Um, and the the one thing, could you imagine Otani makes a World Series? And you would have to start him in a national. You you would have to start him on the road. You just have to. You you can't start him at home, because you you'd keep him in the game right. as your pitcher spot. Right, like he's the greatest hitting pitcher since Babe Ruth. Yeah. That's a fact. Yes, yeah, fact. And and you'd have to put him into the game when you're like, just hear me out here, because I really haven't thought this through. Although you know, Cooper, my ten year old, did say. He's got to start all the interleague games in the National League parks, right, Dad? And I thought to myself, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Do you think the the Angels would make the World Series, and they would they would probably want just for this fact, just on this fact, obviously, you'd want all the rally monkeys and the thunder sticks going crazy, but you you kind of wouldn't mind having the NF the NL having home field advantage because you could start them in games two and six, right? And he's your hitter in those games. The rest of the rotation just got to step up. Yeah, so the Angels you know, are mean, 36 and 36. They're, they're seven and a half back. Yeah, We're getting ahead of ourselves. No, I know. I know. I'm just, right I, I want to see this so bad. I want to see, hey, Joe, when are you going to start your guy? Six and a half back in the world. You start him in games two and five, games one and four, right? He's hitting every day. Every day he's either hitting and then twice, twice the series he's pitching. I mean, my God. He's amazing. There's nothing like him, and we don't talk about him enough because, unfortunately, his team's 36 and 36, and we're talking about all the oh, yeah. spider tack and all that garbage. Chris, ask me how many Shohei Otani rookies I how have. How many Shohei Otani rookies you got, uh, That would be, at last count, seven. Woo! Seven Otani rookie baseball cards. Trying to buy a boat, Mike. Trying to be like you. I got a boat for sale. What so would you, you name that? You'd name that boat Otani, right? Well, I mean, if, I if it paid for it, I'd have to show hey, show hey the money, <laughs> show hey the money, show hey me the waves. <laughs> Let's go. 
All right, we'll take a break. Greg Olson's going to join us next. Let's be on time for one of our favorites, the Pro Bowl tight end for 14 years in the National Football League. Now getting set to head to the Fox NFL booth. Coming up next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Who's on this season? We just saw a clip of well, uh, yeah. Terrell Suggs, T. We got, Sizzle. We got T. Sizzle, of course. And um, you said you said he's he's awesome. He's a, you know what? All the football players are surprisingly good actors. And I don't know if I've said this on your show before, but like, go for it. It says I mean, I, my theory, at least, is because they are they risk their lives on their day jobs every yes, day. They like do. they come onto a set and it's easy. Yeah, you know what I mean. There, there's no one's out to kill them. And if something we're just giving them waters and coffees. And if something doesn't go right, they get to do it again. Yeah, they get to do it. That's and, right, then, exactly. and then the best version of it gets used. It's like they're always scoring touchdowns. It's what it is. <laughs> it's, it's. Could you imagine if they got actually to do that in football? Like you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. To do overs. Sorry. It's yeah. let's just do it again, and, and we're going to do it till we get it right. And actors were the ones that got concussions all the time. Like <laughs> just oh god, like get your brain rattled on set. And you know the guy, the one director who would say, let's do it again, even though they know they got the shot, would have to be Belichick, right? Wouldn't that be oh, the guy? Oh, no, I know. Just to get in our heads. That's what right. he'd be doing. Belichick would be a great director. You think so? He'd be a good anything. You know, I'm a Pats fan, so I think he'd be a good, he'd be a good anything. Yeah. Like a waiter. 
He'd be a great, um, you name something, math teacher. And uh, Steph Curry, did, oh, did, yeah, you, yeah. did I, you meet him? I got did to meet, meet Steph Curry. What in the world? Pretty For you. awesome. I mean, you could say probably at least the most popular athlete alive right now, right, Steph Curry, I'd say? Well, I mean. One of them? Yeah, you, uh, you put him up there with LeBron. Yeah. You, you definitely would I mean, right now. Right. But and what, like, well, you can also tell when the people are on the set. How how oh, yeah. how people react to somebody yeah. coming on the well, set? Well, I mean, like even that. The Rock is kind of starstruck by Steph Curry, you know. And they're like, you could put. By the way, you could put Dwayne Johnson as the most famous person right now on planet oh, Earth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which A is mind-boggling to me, you know that that I'm doing this show with that the number one actor in the world. You could clearly say that. You do say it. It's it's like journalists have said it and written about it. It's, right. It's news. It's like. And and it's it's still mind boggling to me. And I sometimes watch him watch Dwayne. I call him Dwayne because mm. we're really good friends. <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like um, he's such a normal dude. And 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 uh, it's 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 hard to wrap your head around. Mm. You know how just big physically and metaphorically. This and guy Curry's is. the same way too. Yeah, he really is. And seeing those two together, they're both huge, of course. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like this little. That little cartoon dog bouncing around them. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, boy. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> what about this guy? Anniversary of the uh, debut of the show Ballers today. Nice. It's five, six years ago today. Wow. 2015, six years ago. Back on our uh, Rich Eisen Show radio network, along with NBC Sports on Peacock. Our friend Greg Olson's uh, due to call us uh, any moment now here on the program. He and Travis Kelsey and also um, our friend George Kittle are having their time in Summit later on uh, this week. Uh, Al in Dallas. How have you been, Al? You have a good uh, weekend, Al? How, uh, it was okay. It was okay. It was better than uh, Bland's. I could tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> George Bland. I mean, he had a terrible. Oh my goodness gracious! I that think you're, refer- you're, you're referring Bland. to George Blando or Richard Bland. The uh, Richard Bland. Dicky Bland. Bland. Yeah. Good old Dicky Bland. Bland. Old Dicky Bland. Yeah, he I did not have a good weekend. Too, uh, 77, 78. Yeah. That's rough. Well, I mean, DeChambeau oh, shot worse. I mean, let's not forget. I can't believe DeChambeau and and. Um, Mr. Uh, over in North Macedonia can attest um, my banter of I think I, I think Bryson's going to run away with it right now and I put the double horns on him like right there it was like the, did you tweet like, that out Chris a, no no Al texted know. me that he thought the shambos right <laughs> I mean literally the wheels <laughs> fell off and I mean that's shocking I mean, and it was great golf and it was awesome but. I can't believe the, uh, Bryson DeChambeau did that. 44 on the back. Are you I thought he was, you know, th- that he took the lead and he knows how to close out a U.S. Open and he was about to do it again. But, yeah, you know, uh, he, he puts one, he, he gets his first bogey in a round and a half uh, by putting one on a, on a, a par three deep to the deep to in the rough to the right on a short you know, uh, flop for him and he sets up a par putt that he just misses and that was the end of it. I mean, he yeah, bogeyed that. Then... He, and he will, you know, you guys were talking earlier. He will never back off. Never. It's it's never going to happen. I think he's got to try it. I don't know. Maybe, it, uh, look, I, I, he, 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 he must know, you know, and thanks for the call, Al. You, I hope you had a, a good rest of the weekend other than, you know, uh, your, your golf issues. Um, and it just strikes me that um, he was within nine holes of winning it all, but the wheels coming off the wagon is right there. And I, I, I for somebody who's got such a sharp mind to have it 
um, I guess, totally destroyed by doubt. Was a shocker. That one was a shocker to me. I thought he was about to finish it up strong. Uh, he is one of my favorite people I've gotten to meet in uh, the National Football League since covering it since 2003. His 14-year career um, as a tight end, a Pro Bowl tight end, is now taking him to the booth on Fox. His, co- his call with Kevin Burkhart is going to be a lot of fun this fall. And uh, thrilled to have here on the program in advance of his tight end summit and all the news that is going on uh, with his son that appears to be doing just fine. Uh, Greg Olson right here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Greg? Doing great, Rich. How are you doing? I'm doing better for talking to you. How's your son? How's TJ? Let's start off with that. You know, he's doing pretty good. It's uh, it's, it's almost hard to believe. Uh, you know, he's about two and a half weeks post-heart transplant, and he's home and happy and eating, and we got to take him outside today and kind of get him some fresh air and take him for a ride in the car and let him get out and about a little bit. And he's uh, It's just remarkable, you know, just to see him to see how far he's come in such a short period of time considering you know about six weeks ago we were put you know admitted into the icu and heart failure and told that we were going to embark on this journey of heart transplantation and we didn't know what that time frame looked like or whatnot to now be sitting here at home and recovering and all back together it's it's pretty remarkable so what was your father's day like our, my father's day was busy, so for the last month or so, obviously, we spent the majority of our time in the hospital. TJ was admitted, um, like, May 20th, and um, so we were pretty much in the hospital. My wife and I would try to bounce back and forth. You know, obviously, we have two other kids that had events in school and graduations and all that stuff going on, so we tried to do our best to accommodate that, but the majority of our time was at TJ, uh, with, with, with TJ at the hospital, and there was a you know, just a bunch of stuff we had to do getting ready for the transplant and meetings and whatnot. So I was actually fortunate enough on Wednesday, we brought TJ home and spent Wednesday and Thursday kind of getting him settled in back home with, with everybody. And then Thursday, my son, my older son had a baseball tournament in Charleston, South Carolina. So since TJ was home and recovered last minute, um, I was able to get up and take my son down there and spent the weekend with him and my dad, just the three of us at a baseball tournament and then came home yesterday and spent the rest of the day all together for father's day. So it was all in all, it was a great father's day. Um, felt a little more like back to normal for me, but it was, uh, all in all, it was just nice to have them all back home together. That's amazing, Greg. Uh, I mean, obviously that's something you, we would all sign for, but you certainly six weeks ago when you found out that your, your, your son definitely needed a new heart, which I know you thought would be a possibility at some point in time. Cause I know, again, that your, your son was born with a defect, correct? Because I know that you and your wife have had yep. a, your foundation focused on what, what your son TJ has been dealing with. Can you, you want to give a little bit more yeah. information on that, Greg? Yeah, of course. So in, yeah, of course. So in, 2000, in 2012, um, TJ was born with a condition called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. And in essence, what it is, is he only has half of a heart. Um, he was born without a left ventricle. Uh, just never grew when he was developing in utero. And if left untreated, you know, you, you just a hundred percent fatality. So he had his first open heart surgery to rework uh, the, the kind of the plumbing of his heart when he was two days old, he had a second open heart surgery at five months. And then his third and final stage of that kind of reorientation of his heart anatomy at two years old. So he had three open heart surgeries. And then shortly after that, he had a pacemaker put in and, you know, a handful of other smaller procedures. So he's lived, he lived eight years with that anatomy. 
Um, and we always knew, like you said, that there was the possibility of that single venture, what they call it, um, failing. And that's in essence what happened to his. We were hoping it would last a little longer, but for him, it lasted eight years. And, you know, he was deemed to be in heart failure um, when we brought him into the hospital, admitted into the ICU, and started the process of heart, you know, of heart transplant. So this is something we've dealt with since the night he was born. We knew prior to him being born that he would have this condition and that this would be a, you know, a long journey for him. So we have had, uh, we've had a lot of nights in the hospital. We've had a lot of surgeries and consultations with doctors. But you know, we're just so thankful for the Children's Hospital here and the Bean Children's. We do a lot of charitable work with them. We just built a new heart center with them through our foundation, the hardest yard. So we, uh, we've been living this journey for about nine years now. <sighs> so, um, pardon me for asking, a, a, a particularly personal question, but I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, yeah. do, do you, do you know whose heart is in your, your son's chest right now? Greg? No, it's, you know, it's a great question. It's a great question. And I'll tell you the, the, the hardest part of this entire journey, I think for my wife, Kara and I, as we went through, you know, probably about five or six days of pretty, pretty significant consultation with the transplant team, um, every aspect of it, you know, from the mental health component of it to the financial component of it to the actual medical process to the transplant, pro- all, you know, everything. Just there's a million people you sit down with and consult before they finally allow you to be listed on the transplant list. One of the hardest things to wrap your head around is, you know, the gift of life that now sits in my son and allows him to be home with his brother and sister came as a result of someone else's tragedy. Mm. And right now, that's, unfortunately, that's the only way that this can, can, can go on. You know, there's a lot of research out there and a lot of studies being done as we speak about the process of being able to grow your own tissue and grow your own organs so that it didn't have to be reliant on someone else's passing, but... As we stand here today, that's just the way heart heart donor, the heart donation process works. And um, but no, we they are not allowed to tell us any of the information. We don't even know what center it came from. We don't know the circumstances of what happened, the age. We, we don't know anything. Um, there is a process through the the organ procurement company called Unos, which is like the national body that oversees the process. They do have a pro, uh, a way that the recipient family can write a letter to the donor family and and then the balls in their court whether or not they want to engage with us to share more information but i'm sure at some point that'll be something that we we get into but as we stand here today we don't know we don't know anything about the situation well in terms of what we know greg olson about the situation a lot of it is because you and your wife have been so sharing and um posting videos of tj and what he what he looks like and sounds like it's just it, it really is a beautiful thing, Greg. And um, you know, also his siblings as well being there where he's 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 talking to them about hey, we have an offer for a heart transplant and seeing their reaction and giving him a hug and just seeing TJ just smiling like he basically told him he got a good grade in school, you know, and I. Yeah. I I, I, my, my wife and I, as, as we've, you know, gone through this parenting gauntlet, uh, which it is sometimes, um, yep. when, when, when my kid has, our children have had something not nearly as serious, obviously, as this, but it, it is something that requires uh, a stitch or something that does require uh, preparing the child for something. We were always told it's, it's going to hurt you more than the kid. You know, it's going to affect you more yep. than the kid. How is your son? 
handling all this and, and, and providing you and your wife even comfort with the way that he might be handling it? I'll tell you what, Greg. he I, he handled it. You you just hit the nail on the head. It was a thousand times more stressful and agonizing. And I think my wife and I had way more sleepless nights through this process than he did. He was content being in the hospital, walking around with his IV bag and his backpack, playing air hockey in the in the you know child's life room and building a wooden like he every day that we spent there with him whoever spent the day or the night with him it was an awesome day to him and his outlook on that in life that's anyone who knows tj like that's him he makes the most of everything he doesn't have any like you know doesn't have any fomo right like we joke like tj's like the non-fomo like he doesn't fear all right the other kids are at a baseball game and i had to stay home that's okay i hope they win you know, like that's his attitude. And we always say like he was put in this situation because he's one of probably our only kid and one of few kids who has the outlook and the mental outlook to, to be able to take it as best in stride as possible. And whether this has caused him to have that attitude or his attitude was there to begin with, it's hard to say, but he's, He's handled this with way more grace and way more optimism. He never felt sorry for himself. He never felt like life was unfair. He never he never looked at it from the negative. And it's a big reason. They told us going in, the mental health component. They spent a lot of time with TJ and child psychologists and, and the family preparing him. And I think the mental component of it is why he has had such a good recovery, because he never once felt sorry for himself or got down on himself. And I, you know, we all know his brain. Your brain controls so much of your outlook, and for him, it's a perfect example of that. Amazing, Greg. Just truly amazing. And I just love the fact that you and I are talking with an outcome that that has turned out to be um, looking the way that it looks, and seeing seeing him smiling, and your wife and you and your wife smiling. And you know, I know it's sometimes it's tough to make a transition uh, in in this business, as you know, now that you're in the the yep. world of TV, but. Uh, I'm glad that a lot of this stuff appears to be on the straight and narrow and moving forward just in time for a big week that I know this is big for you and your colleagues, your tight end summit. We talked about it with Kittle. I want to get Kelsey on this program because, you know, I'm I'm all about tight ends as well uh, as kickers, you know, because you guys sometimes, you know, I don't mean (laughs) to lump you all together, but sometimes there is a lack of respect at this position. It's true. And you have your own day now, thanks to Kittle. Um, but yep. so correct. You, you will be there. Everything's all settled for you to be present at this, uh, this, this Nashville based summit for tight ends going down this week. Yep. So originally, so when things, you know, obviously when things went, I had to kind of take a back seat, but, yes. um, you know, over the last few weeks as things kind of progressed and move forward here at home and he's home and settled. Um, yeah, I'll be able to go, um, fly down Wednesday night. Actually, believe it or not, the, one of our major sponsors, good plug here, but it's actually a good transition. Uh, one of our major sponsors, Body Armor, was nice enough to help me arrange transportation okay. when things were going sideways and things were busy here. If I wanted to get down, they helped arrange transportation to get down there. They were one of the first people to jump on board to help us put on this awesome event. So I'm super personally and as the camp, super thankful for them to help us put this on. But yes, yeah, so we have about 50 we have about 50 NFL tight ends coming down to Nashville. 50. Um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week. Uh, we're putting them up in the hotel. We got meetings, workouts. Um, we're going to work out on the field. We're going to work out in the classroom. We're going to have presentations. 
going to have a little fun at night. We're going to go out and, you know, have some dinner and, and have everyone in. And for three days, we're just going to focus on tight ends. You know, we're going to dive into everything that makes tight ends unique and special. We're going to have, you know, the Kittles and the Kelseys and the Mercedes Lewis and guys who've really done aspects of the game at a really high level make these cool presentations and have some classroom time. So I think, you know, I think 50 guys, all different backgrounds, all different experience levels, it's going to be as unique an event as I've ever been a part of. No kidding. So uh, last we checked with Kittle, he, he said that there was up in the air in terms of the syllabus, but you're all like, this is all settled. You got the whole, you got PowerPoints, you got meetings, you got, you got camaraderie, you got this whole thing working. What do you hope to achieve from this? Greg Olson, what's the, what's the end yeah, so result I think, here? I think, I think the biggest thing, I think so much, you know, there's quarterback camps and, you know, there's other positions that a lot of the time steal a lot of the attention. But I think as we've seen over the last decade or so, you know, the evolution of the tight end has become such a prominent role, not, you know, for, for the team, of course, but just throughout the league. You know, there's a lot of big personalities. Tight ends are finally at the point where, you know, they're along the lines of the star quarterbacks, you know, Kittle and Kelsey and those guys. I mean, they're, they're on the same level as, you know, the Cam Newtons and the Russell Wilsons and the Odell Beckhams and, you know, those guys. And that hasn't always been like that. And, you know, it's, it's just a position that a lot of guys take a lot of pride in. I think it's a position that internally around the NFL is very highly valued, but I don't know if necessarily everyone truly appreciates it. So I think to get guys who know what it's like and want to continue to, to build that, you know, build that platform of what the position brings. Um, we, we could have had 75 people, Rich. I mean, the amount of guys who reached out to us, I and mean, we had college coaches asking if they could attend and bring their bring their kids. I mean, we had people from all over the no spectrum. Finally, we had a we had to cut it at some point. And say, you know, we got to keep this for NFL guys. We got to try to keep it at 50. You know, because we're you know Wednesday night we're going to have a you know a little get together dinner kickoff party at the at the hotel, and you know you start putting 50 guys up in hotel rooms. I mean, it, it gets hard. You know, this is a uh, you know, to be able to do all this for everybody as nice as Kelsey and Kittle and myself are, you know, it's not cheap. But, um, but you know, we're, we've got some awesome sponsors who jumped in jumped okay. in on this. I already mentioned, you know, Body Armor and Bridgestone is local um, and Levi's. And we got some really cool sponsors that came in and said, hey, we'll help you foot the bill on giving these guys experience. And then on the back end, all the remaining money we're going to give to the National Boys and Girls Club. We're going to have That's a bunch of their nice. kids over for a free football camp on Thursday afternoon there go. in the middle of our session. And, and then, you know, all the rest of the proceeds are going to be given to various, you know, children's charities, both in Nashville and throughout the country. So at the same time of putting on a cool event, we'll be able to help a lot of, a lot of good organizations as a result of the sponsors that have jumped on board. What about Gronk? Is he coming? I know I'm getting into some territory here. Who's here? No. Who's not? But is Gronk coming? We invited him. Uh, he said he was going to try to make it. He's not, as of now, he's not one of our confirmed. Come on. Um, get him. He's not. But, but we got some, I mean, we got, you know, the who's who list. I mean, obviously, aside from, we got Darren Waller. Um, we got, you know, Ertz is coming and Hooper. And obviously, we got Kelsey and Kittle. We got uh, Kyle Pitts. There we, we go. got some young guys Pitts. coming in. So we, you know, we got, we got a pretty good group and we invited Gronk. We'd love him to join us. The busy man. He's a busy man. All so right. we'll, see. well uh, here's another one. What about Tebow? Did Tebow is he is he coming? <laughs> I don't think Tebow's coming. I think I think our again when we started talking about mm-hmm. how do we control this? You know, how do we make this not a hundred guys? And how, right. you know, we had a, at some point. Our point was like let's try to get guys who've been a part of the position, have had a little background, sure. been on a roster. You know, try to 
build some guidelines. Now, listen, if Tebow wants to continue to develop as a tight end, which knowing his personality and the type of guy he is, I'm sure he's going to do everything a billion miles an hour. And this time next year, he's still kind of chasing that transition and he's on a roster and wants to come. We'd love to have him. You know, I have nothing but respect for him and I hope he does awesome, you know, but you know, we're, we're trying to accommodate young guys and old guys alike and the numbers sometimes get a little tough. What, what if, uh, what if, um, you know, are you going to have like a, a, a seminar on uh, on making yourself a, a wide receiver when it comes time to be classified as a franchise tag player or something like that? Or, <laughs> you know, are we going to we going to have something like yeah. that, like next level type yeah. 3D chess? Greg, what do you I think? Know, Jimmy, when I remember when Jimmy went through that with with New Orleans years back. Yeah, it's, right? uh, it's the you know, we, we were joking about it on a call the other night with with, with George. You know, we, we said. You know, they want us to block the guy the tackle blocks and, and run routes on the guy the receiver blocks runs routes against and pay us half. You know, and you know, it's kind of the running joke of tight ends in the league, but uh it's part of what makes the position special and we it understand sure that and we embrace that and uh we're gonna make the most of it. I'm fired up for you, Greg. Um enjoy it. Enjoy that time. Enjoy the time. And I do wanna say this I too. It. I do wanna say this too. Um and I think you will echo the sentiments easily, but I'll say this anyway. Um, I know it was just Father's Day, but I'm doing the math in my head about when you found out that your son needed a transplant. Your wife, Kara, must have had a heck of a Mother's Day, and I hope that next year her Mother's Day is like your Father's Day, Greg. Well, I appreciate that, and I hope I hope so too. She, if anyone deserves it, it's oh, her. God. She's uh, she's the rock. She's, she's unbelievable. She's she handled things as well as I could ever imagine a mother handling what she's been through for nine years. So I, I wish nothing more than that. And we're going to try to give her a lot of good days between now and then. Please send her my best and your entire family and happy father's day, Greg Olson. Happy father's day. Appreciate it, Rich. Same to you, buddy. I always enjoy coming on. Thanks so much. You're the best. Let's have you back on later on in the summer. We'll talk football when you're getting started, uh, set to, to start your broadcasting career. Thanks for the call. Would love it. Look, look, look forward to it. Right back at you. That's Greg Olson, everybody. There's no words. None. Couldn't imagine. There's no words for it. Bless that little boy and whichever family suffered whatever they suffered for that heart to be made available and thank them for making it available. We'll take a break. We'll talk about our Father's Day. Wait till you see one of the cards that I got from one of my kids. This is going to be good. It is good. Guaranteed laugh coming up next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% 
on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What was it like shooting that scene, though, with Ray Kinsella and his father? I mean, did, how many, how, how long did, that, how did you that, figure that, out how Well, to play we had that? to do that. At, you, could, you notice that we did that at Magic Hour. You also noticed that when that shot pulled back and you saw all those cars, you know, now, but that would have been CG'd. But that was technically, uh, that was all extras that we called on the radio, come be in our movie. And they created that big traffic no. jam. Hold on a second. So that traffic jam, that's a real... That's a real shot. And the people from Iowa came, and so so many people feel like they're a part of that movie. So those thousands and thousands of cars that were in that giant traffic jam that went out on those two lanes, that was real. But in terms of playing it, in terms of, as you said, the, the quiet moment, yeah. uh, how did you work that, Kevin? Well, I, you know, when it did, what I did was I went back to when I first read it. And so I become the audience when I read it. And I when I read it, I went... <gasps> I couldn't believe that it had orchestrated itself to that thing, and I had that feeling on the couch. And so I knew if I played that straight, if I didn't wink at anybody, mm-hmm. that these players did come. You know, that's my corn. <laughs> you know, Phil Robinson is the, is the architect of that movie. You know, um, I tell a story, you know, and I don't tell it often, but, you know, they, they kept coming after me. I wasn't going to be able to do that movie. I was going to do Revenge, and I got into a... Finally, that revenge kept getting pushed, kept getting pushed, and finally I had to put my foot down and say, look, uh, if you don't get this movie together, I'm gonna go to do this movie in the corn. I asked the director, why did you hold out for me so long? Why? And he said, well, and this is one of the greatest actors we've ever seen. He goes, they wanted me to do it with Robin Williams. And I said, I said, Robin Williams is perfect. He said, yeah, but when I think of Robin, I think he does hear voices in the corn. And I don't want that. People don't believe you hear voices. And that was a really interesting, that was a, that's a director that makes a save. It's a Mariano Rivera, you know, sure. it's a save. He saved his movie because of his belief in an idea, you know, not the quality of actor, because Robin Williams will never, of course, this is, this is a guy so special. But I, but I was curious. I said, he's actually a bigger star than me. You know, you know, whatever. And he goes, I need somebody that you don't think cares voices. And that would be you. I've never heard Robin Williams was considered for that role. That's unbelievable. And then you did it. And obviously we're, we're talking about it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had gold dust on it when I read it because I did that little intake of breath. <gasps> Do you want to have a catch? And of course I, I wept myself. I had the same intake of breath when Ray Liotta said on Friday's show he's never seen Field of Dreams, and he was in it. 844-204-RICH, number two dial here on this show. What'd you do for Father's Day, Chris Brockman? Uh, Sarah's parents have been in town. It's okay. the first time that her and her dad have spent Father's Day together in quite some time, so that was really special. Um, 
I fired up some brisket on the old Traeger. We okay. had a nice big family dinner. We settled in. We watched an awesome Sunday at the U.S. Open. Yes. And sorry, TJ, the Hawks beat the Sixers. It was a fun day. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's big in your house. Big in my house. Oh, yeah. the ATL. Yeah. You know what I did yesterday? Nothing. Zero point zero. How great was that? that well, awesome. you know what? I, I <laughs> This is the issue with this day and age is you see, you know, people's Instagram accounts and you see their they're here, they're there, they're doing everything, and you have no idea. Like in that one instance that they put a photograph on their Instagram account, maybe the ha- only happy moment they've had in the day. Like it could be miserable right before it, <laughs> right. miserable right after it. Right. They could be just miserable. Sure. But you, you sit there and you go, huh, yeah, I could have, you know. Because, again, this is, this is a me thing. It's a me thing. Like Susie would have been happy to do whatever right. made me happy as – her husband on Father's Day and the father of our children. Mm-hmm. But I, I woke up and it's just like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> you know? And I just want to sit there. Yanks are on. All these games are on. And I want to, you know, the U.S. Open's on and basketball's on. And it's a beautiful day outside. I just do nothing. And, um, but then I see these people are going on a bike ride with their kids and going on this hike with their kids and doing this thing. And I'm like, What's the matter with me? But it was still just the greatest thing. Doing nothing is usually the greatest, the greatest thing. thing of all time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Immensely. Mm-hmm. Doing nothing. First glass of rosé, like one in the afternoon, which for yeah. me is oh, that's really early. early. It was a really early day. <laughs> really yeah, early, early day. It was five o'clock somewhere earlier than most yesterday, and it was great. <laughs> good, man. It's good. It was like the Azores. And then, you know, uh, all three kids made special cards. Okay. Um, Suze gave me this. Uh, this uh, I put this on my Instagram after what I just said. It's beautiful, like, you know, uh, bracelet. It's made of, you know, With like. The kids' names on it. Right? Yeah, yeah, the kids' names are on it. It's yeah. re- really thoughtful. And I'm going to have this now. And That's great. I'm going to wear it. Love it. And so all three kids made special cards. Oh. And you have them? I've got one. Oh. I've just got one. And I know that's opening things up at home oh. where, you know. Wow. But, you know, Zan made one that has me as the running man from the show. It was okay. great. Okay. And Taylor made one. Ooh. It's beautiful and accurate. Oh, Coop's gets the this is gets, Cooper's Coop's card. Gets TV Coop, time. Coop gets TV oh, time. Yeah. Okay. I've got the green. It's a green card that is, you know, on a piece of construction paper, whatever. And, and so put up the, the first part of it. Uh, Dear dad, he dates it June 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 eighteenth. Uh, even though yesterday was the twentieth, it's all good. This is when he did it. Clues yeah, in front. Yeah. All right. Dear dad, happy Father's Day. Thank you for letting me be included in your tennis lessons on Monday. I hope you have a great day, Love Cooper. Now, I've been doing tennis lessons on Mondays, and he's been sharing it. You know, okay. like he's been sharing it, and it's just like father son time on a tennis court, and it's right. been great. And sure. he gets upset because you know our our instructor Kelly, who's phenomenal, puts out like these frisbees, and if you hit the frisbee on the fly, you know, with a good shot, you hit it on the fly, the other g- person has to run around the the court. And I've been hitting the frisbee, and yeah. Cooper has yet to hit a frisbee, and he goes in, the, and and he's learning, he's learning what it's like to be a tennis player going in the tank. Okay, but we have uh, clear. It's one of those things like you know I, I'm enjoying it. Never knew like kids are watching. You never know. Kids are experiencing. You know, you never know what it means to them. Which is where we now finish up strong with the other side 
of this. Is I'm like, okay, you never know what, what they're going to hang on to. Here's the other side of the card. Put it up there. P.S. I picked up Matt Chapman of the A's for a backup for Alex Bregman. <laughs> He's talking about fantasy baseball. <laughs> Oh, he's got a Rawlings and a Wilson gloves because we, you know, because we have catches, as you know. He's, he's here. You go. Picked up Matt Chapman. Now again, as a backup. Here is on Father's Day. We've had Matt Chapman for two days, but this was the moment. (laughs) He's using the card to tell me something without thinking. Like, okay, two days from now, you're going to see it on your phone, and then two days we've been talking about it. I mean, Chapman homered the other day, and Bregman's hurt. There you go. Happy Father's Day. I picked up Matt I Chapman. I picked up Matt Chapman of the A's. For, of the A's. Like, you don't know what team he's for on. For a backup for Alex Bregman. Just, that's, that's one for the ages. Coop's the best. Right there, everybody. So, there's that. <laughs> now, uh, are you ready, T.J. Jefferson? Xander Eisen, mm-hmm. my 12-year-old is ready to call in this week. We'll have to figure out what time and what day. He wants to, because he he knows that there is a page, a Rich Eisen Show TikTok page. Mm -hmm. But he also knows there's zero videos on it. So he's wondering if it's real. I said, yes, TJ has created that page, but he's really like dead set against posting any videos there. Not interested. And, and, um, And part of the excuse that you're giving is, you don't think we'll put in the work required to make a TikTok video, correct? I know you guys won't. It's not, it's not like a question that I don't think. What if we did one a day, like before the show? What if yeah, we did one a day before the show? What if we I'll did do some dance? Now, let's think about all we have to get done before the show. And now, are we really going to have time to sit and well, make I mean, it edit depends TikTok on, videos? Like, it depends and, then, on the, and then the show's over at noon. Yeah, By 1220, the studio is well, I mean, dark. Everyone goes home. So. If we get here soon enough... We might have the time. Right. Yeah, because it. another thing, that's another thing everybody likes to do. They want to be on camera at 7.30 in the morning and, and like, I don't know. I'll, I'll uh, gladly give him the password if he wants to. No, God, no. We don't need, like, all of a sudden people being up to speed on what's going on with Roblox <laughs> on our you know, which is a video game. Just, he's playing. Crazy dances, you again, know, like, no. We're not going to do dances. You only get one minute. So even if we were just to post show clips. He's calling in this week. I don't Get know ready. how we would do it. Get ready. He's on his debate team, too. So he's going to have points. <laughs> okay. And he's going to have bullet points. He's going to have responses. Well, I used to be a uh, telemarketer, so I have a rebuttal sheet myself that we can. Uh, and and by the way, we should start a new segment on the show called uh, Late to the Party. Last night, we finished up Father's Day watching the first Star Wars of the new trilogy that came out, The Phantom Menace. I know I'm late to the party, Star Wars 1. (laughs) God-awful. One of the worst movies I've literally ever seen. You've never, that was the first time you'd ever That's seen it? We never decided ever to see it because we heard how it was... It sub, was, ter- it was sub- terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, I am late to the party. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I stopped after that one. It's real bad. I mean, I'm not... Well, but the kids now, I think, want to go to start... You know, back chapter the, two, chapter two, the, and chapter three. Does it at least get a little better? Yeah, clones is next. Uh, not really. Really? Clones is not that great. The third, the third one is oh. like okay because it kind of gets you ready for. When Susie turns to me, she's like, out. "This is awful." What's she goes, coming, "Who directs? Yeah. Who directed it?" I went to uh, uh, went to the old um, IMDb and saw it was it's George Lucas. 
And I'm like, by the way, yeah. she goes, well, how the hell did they make this? Why did they make this? And I said, cost $115 million, made $1 billion. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, I mean, everyone saw it because it, we were so excited. I'm That's late Star to the Wars. party, man. Yeah. Yeah, that was this. This was the discussion twenty oh, years ago. I know. That. Was that how long it was? Has it really been it's twenty been a years? While, yeah. yeah. Been What's a been while. longer, this or the process? Oh, good question. I think I think the Star Wars. Well, I know is uh, all I know is uh, Ben Simmons is the you know shoots free throws like Jar Jar Banks delivers lines. Terrible. <laughs> I think they did get rid of that character, yeah, right? Yeah, that's next too. Gone. Yeah. Oh, one of the worst characters I've ever seen <laughs> in movie history. It's real bad. Yeah. So happy Father's Day. Yeah. I mean, by the way, Matt Chapman had a triple in uh, the ninth hey. inning. And he's on our team. I don't know if you were. Have we, ble- have we beat Haywood Jablamy? Oh, good. <laughs> Haywood Jablamy. <laughs> Haywood. <laughs> Cooper. <laughs> Let's see you Tuesday. <laughs>